Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Coming Up In My Sneakers. Today we have Amel, who is a singer-songwriter, and she is best known for actually her upcoming single uh, called Runaway, and it's featuring Beanie Man, which is so huge. So welcome, Amel. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I need to hear all about your single. Uh, I can't wait to hear about your music as well, but I always love to start everything off with where you were born. So I I was born in Lebanon, in Beirut, and um, my family and I came to Canada, immigrated in 89. So, yeah. We've Interesting. Been here in Canada for a little while. Amazing. Yeah, a <laughs> yes. couple of years. Three yeah. years. I think, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, were you, how old were you when you came here? I was seven. Okay, so, yes. oh, so that's a, like a little older. Yes. Like, did you know any English when you came here? Nothing at all. Like, it was literally just, you know, learning it from day one like hi hello all of it wow so it was quite scary but exciting at the same time <laughs> but yeah when your parents told you that you were leaving uh, Lebanon what like were yeah. you like afraid or you know what I was so young at that age and so for me it was just like I didn't really understand you know how serious it was to like move to another country but because of the war I was kind of the whole family was just felt blessed because that was the reason why we came to Canada is the war was so bad and we were in bomb shelters a lot and you know oh my god yeah so it was like it was a, a lot of traumatic experiences back home and we saw a lot of things you know as children that we probably shouldn't have but um it's a blessing to know the, that side of the world and so so it was exciting to come here, but it was definitely scary because, you know, we have such a big family back there. You oh, know, and so you still leave. currently? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like, you know, and it's more so my parents that feel it, right? Because yeah. Because they left their parents and my mom has like 12 brothers and sisters. Oh my, my dad God. has 10. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. My cousins, like their kids have the, uh, kids that have kids that have, like, but um. yeah. <laughs> but uh, here we are. I love Canada. So were, was it just you, your mom and your dad? And do you have any siblings? Yeah, so I have two sisters and a brother. So there was, okay. yeah. So was it just the, I guess, six of you that came here? The like six nobody of us, else yeah. came? Nobody else. My, like, wow. my uncle sponsored us to come. Like, he, oh, so he was already my here. My dad's brother, yeah. He's the only one who was here. So you didn't like, have to leave as, like, a refugee or something like that? No. Okay. No, as immigrant. And I actually remember the day where I, my dad took me to, like, you know, uh, in Lebanon, like Beirut, and we went to, um, to find out, like, if we've been approved. I just really remember that emotion wow. he felt. Yeah, like, it, I, like my dad shed tears. Like it was, it was such a crazy. Wow. Yeah. So. Cause I can't even <laughs> imagine like, you know, I'm imagining he's probably in his like twenties, thirties, whatever, something around my, that age, possibly forties. Like, yeah. I would say early forties, mid forties. Yeah. Like yes. imagine, you know, well, I mean, you can probably imagine better, but I'm just thinking like, you know, you're trying to get your family to safety and there's all this. And then like the news that like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, and the mixed emotion, right? Cause like, you know, you're course, leaving a yeah. life back there. But you feel, and like in a way, like now at my, you know, my age and experience, I get what they felt where before yeah. I couldn't really comprehend it, but I'm like, wow, they went through a lot to be here. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. we don't look at our parents as individuals. Yeah. Right? We look at them as our parents. parents. They're heroes. They can do anything. anything. It's like, it's true. oh my gosh, like they left their parents and their family and everything they known for us to have a better education and really to be safe, right? Yeah. But So that's interesting that uh, none of their brothers and sisters wanted to come here or was it a want thing or was it I think it was just, a want thing for okay sure, so they because, just were gonna stick it yeah. out and honestly like people who are in Lebanon most of them like that we know or like family they 
love being there. E- even with even with the war, it's kind of like you know they know how to stay safe and like my my um, our immediate family. Like I know we've had family friends that unfortunately have been victims of war, but they're pretty healthy and safe and happy. And like wow. Lebanon is the Paris of Middle East, right? Like yeah. so, it's kind of like not everyone wants to leave, you know. Yeah. But my parents really like just took a chance for us, and I feel like. It had to happen because look where I am now. Totally. You know, like it's destiny, right? It is amazing too because I feel like in North America here, we kind of almost feel like we're the center of the universe in a way. Like it's just kind of a bit of the culture and all of our media is like, you know, directed to us and it's all in English. And so I think we kind of like, but then you, you know, you hear about things like this and you're like, holy shit, like there is a whole other part of the world that like you know it exists and there's social media and blah blah blah, and you see but it's like you don't really know on a day-to-day basis what those people are going through what's happening um and especially I feel it like myself I I was born and raised in Canada so like definitely to some degree like you get older and you're like oh my god like I've been living in a not I don't want to say like a bubble but like definitely a privileged privileged life being in Canada like say where you know safety and yeah and healthy and you know uh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, uh, Lebanese is your mother tongue, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. And you still, I'm assuming, speak it fluently? Yes, I do. <laughs> I always what, speak was, what was that? Um, I speak Arabic always. <laughs> oh, it's Arabic, not Lebanese. Or do you speak oh, both? No, le- well, Arabic is, is, Lebanese is, um, like, Arabic language is Lebanon. Is, oh, okay. And then French is second language there. Okay. For some reason, I thought that Lebanese was, like, a slightly different language slash dialect from Arabic. Got you. You know what? So you're right in the sense that Arabic, there's different dialects, but Lebanese, like it's pretty straightforward Arabic. Okay. Um, then there's, you know, like if you go to Jordan, Iraq, you know, Egypt and, and, you know, even Syria and, um, uh, Palestine, like Lebanon, the other places have slight slang. Okay. You know, if you meet Palestine, uh, Palestinian, you will also hear more of the Arabic type of... It is... There are slight differences. You're absolutely right. But I would say um, those who speak Arabic would uh, or should understand all of them. Right. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if I was sitting in front of someone from Jordan, I can totally have a conversation and it wouldn't be okay. like, what are they saying? What are they saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, guess it's, I, I always say this too. It's similar to like Canada, England, Australia. You got it. Like, you can... Yeah. Scotland. Totally. Sometimes. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sometimes. everyone speaks English. Sometimes you're like, what? what? But it's like just different words and whatnot. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, wow. So you came over here. So were you... In, did you start school there then? Maybe like one or two years? I did. And then? Yes. Okay. Exactly. So, so you were in what? Like, like grade young. two or three or something when you came uh, here? Grade one. Grade and then I... Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And then I came here and I was like in grade two. And, okay. And, and like, where did you come to, directly to Toronto or like a suburb? So, uh, square one, like right near square one. Okay. So like Scarborough. Yes. Oh no, square one. Oh, sure. like uh, Mississauga. Yeah, sorry. Mississauga. I'm th- I always mix up square one and, uh, Scarborough Town Center. Oh, I don't know you. why. I always yeah. flip them in my head. No, that's so, okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, so right beside square one. Um, and like we, you know, we lived in another place, like, uh, you know, before that place, but it was just, like, it's very temporary. But really, besides Square One uh, in Mississauga, and then moved to Etobicoke. Okay, nice. And my parents are still there, like, Lakeshore, you know, not, you know, it's it's a beautiful place, because, like, right near the, near, not far from the lake. Yeah. And that's mostly where I was most of my life here in Canada, or have been. And then I, and then I started moving. At oh. the age of 16, I started 
I moved out and I was I've, I've been in Oakville I've been in Scarborough a little bit I've been in North York I've been in Mississauga now I'm Mississauga again oh nice but I yeah so okay I want to ask you more about that but I want to keep my chronological um yes. order for my own sanity here so okay so you're in elementary school uh in Mississauga yes. the first place that you um or like near square one the first place that you uh, went with your family yes. and as a kid were you into singing like could you always sing did you always love music a hundred percent yes I mean my dad back home he did theater when he you know like when he was younger as well like you know more single days right he was doing theater and so we always had like a lot of um you know music and theater shows and stuff like that on and of course there's like a lot of singing in them so as a child I always like music I turned to like I was just so fascinated by it and like um when we came to Canada and my like I started getting into talent shows but of course at that age it's not you know it's 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 sweet it's cute but I still didn't comprehend that that was something that I want to like pursue long term but um I remember doing like a prayer Madonna oh uh, wearing God. a pink dress this was at um a school Brookmead I think it was Brookmead it was called anyhow and and I was like I remember making the, the I think I'm pretty sure I made the paper but it was like maybe the school paper or something and I just felt so cool. proud of that that uh-huh. was yeah and I didn't know a lot of English but I I learned English through music a lot and that's that's really where my passion started to grow more and more nice yeah. yeah I think that's a like a lot of people it's funny they don't know a word of English but then they'll sing you know like a for Justin sure. Bieber song perfectly word for word with no accent and I'm like what but it's just memorization yes. at that point yes but that's so cool okay so you're so. like singing always so then were your parents because your dad was in theater were your parents like supportive of sort of your journey or did they really push uh post-secondary school um so they my parents actually have been uh, incredible supporters but I I didn't even think they would be in the beginning like even though my dad you know did theater and everything like that and we're Lebanese and they're not very strict but we you know I came up in a Muslim household and so you know in that religion especially culture too um it's not always accepted to be in entertainment yeah so it's like I fell in love with music. I did it for fun at home, so they didn't mind. But then when I was like 14, I started to, you know, show more interest in it. And my dad literally was like, went out and bought me this keyboard. I remember in this, um, something to record into, but it was a part of the keyboard. And I was just like, Ooh, oh my gosh, yeah. Amazing. And then he started taking me to um, studios. Um, the first wow. cover I did... <laughs> I recorded my first song. It was a cover song of I Will Survive, Gloria Gaynor. Oh, my God. Yes, and I was like, I think 15-ish, maybe a little bit younger. But I was already writing poetry. See, I started writing, like, more poetry, and I was always into drawing. But dance, I love dance, too. I would go into dance. But I was, like, around 14. Okay. And then, um, yeah, so I did uh, I Will Survive. And interestingly enough, it was a a studio in Mississauga, and it was um, producer by the name... Vince Maria you know a a nice guy and when who who opened the door to the studio when I went up there with my dad was Sean Desmond oh no way and the crazy thing is I remember him sitting on this like chair and he actually didn't even have a shirt on (laughs) (laughs) 
and my dad was there so I was just like really uncomfortable because I'm like I don't want my dad to think this is what studio life is like, is like and you're like panicking yeah. yeah and he was like oh you know if you want like I can write music for, for you like because I was sorry your, your dad said that to no so Sean, oh, Sean Desmond, Desmond said that to you I was doing a cover song so recording I will survive and he was like oh it's good to do like original music you know and all that and I was like oh, okay so I was like taking advice from them and um and so he, and sorry and, for those listening if you guys are slightly younger uh, Sean Desmond is Danny Fernandez's brother yes. and they are uh, like I guess like Canadian singer songwriters yes. they've yeah Portuguese background yeah right? like they start yeah yeah Toronto really based cool. definitely and yeah cool uh, sorry I just wanted to I like giving no, reference points in case people don't know but uh, yes. that's so cool yeah so sorry I can go back to what you're saying he was offering to write music yeah for you. so it was really interesting and then I was just like oh, okay you know I'm, I'll let you know like I'm and I never you know but it was really Really neat that he was like yeah. he said this and I didn't even know at that time he wasn't who he is now like yeah. who he be, who, what he became like in the, that level um, but it was really cool and that was my first experience at a studio and yeah and then I just my dad would uh, just support me because um I guess you know they just yeah and I you know and I and you to go back to your other question about like did they expect for me to have like uh, post secondary and and no like they my parents are pretty much like live and let live as long as you're healthy safe you're doing things based on your values and morals and yeah that's amazing because especially like a lot of people that I talk to a lot of guests that come on here um you know a lot of people are in their twenties thirties and so their parents came from the era of like college 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 and it's like okay great and I see the the intent behind it but like if you want to be in music doesn't make a lot of sense to do that right right? and it's better you're better spent you know writing music at home poetry going to studios like that's really cool that they were supportive like that and my dad saw like I was I was um I was I started work my first job was at GNC General Nutrition Center and um I was paying for a sharp school of music so I was going to vocal lessons and it was 80 an hour so he saw so in his mind too that was school yeah you know? it, it was not the your normal typical like your you know in in the box type of way but it was still something as long as you're expanding your mind and like honing on your craft that's all he cares about is like yeah. don't just not and learn. you're <laughs> looking like you're literally out there in the world making yeah. money in order to like pay for to something like, that's to, like oh, yes. the best experience 100%. ever better than learning the yeah. pythagorean theorem which i don't know why is mandatory <laughs> right? in school don't get me started oh girl you and i can have this whole day just yeah. talking about that I totally know what you mean um okay that's so cool so um so you're okay so and then did you go to high school in Etobicoke then yeah so I went to Lakeshore Collegiate and then I went to Father John Redmond which is Catholic school so even though we're Muslim family you know I went to as long as you pay your taxes they'll they'll let anybody in (laughs) they never even asked me (laughs) really what religion I was my parents didn't mind me going there because again they just want me to go to a good school and it wasn't about like what religion and and yeah, I just love knowing a little bit about everybody and every religion and culture and I'm more spiritual right. anyway, so it didn't yeah. bother me. But Plus it's really honestly a lot of it is all the same. It's just yes, different names. A hundred percent. Like it's I know. <laughs> like the the amount of bad things that happen in the name of like religion, whatever, and it's just like you guys, yeah. it could be so much it's simpler. Better like, and exactly. Yes. But anyways. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then you went to uh high school there and then like as soon as you graduated from high school, did you sort of like have a plan or were you like oh my god what do I do now like when did you actually make the decision that you actually wanted to sing full-time and yes. like make it your career so after so I actually left um 
school I started working full-time and you know doing some correspondence as well to, to do that so I wanted to kind of fast track my growth and, yeah. and uh, so I you know an opportunity came with with GNC to be like you know a key holder and I was like you know mom dad like I would need to dedicate my time to that instead of being in class so can I do correspondence and work you know and they approved of that now 16 like I said almost going into 17 I moved out yeah okay so sorry <laughs> this is mid high school right or wait, wait yeah. are you talking about the it's, correspondence are you seeing like like at homeschooling oh so did yes. you finish high school doing yeah. that like, oh. I, I, yeah like I literally like just about like I was still you know it wasn't too bad but it was like yeah like second half of grade 10 okay mm-hmm. so you only had really or, yeah, like a like year and a bit and, okay mm-hmm. you and know so, what I wish I kind of did that too because I would have so much rather worked and oh made money girl. like just. I have no regrets honestly and like yeah like class is not for everybody no sitting in one class and I'm the first one to say it like I learned more working and because like like we just kind of touched on it's like like if they focused in schools more or as well on the things that we actually do have to deal with on a daily yeah like even relationship yeah uh, like how to raising kids yes (laughs) home ec that's brilliant yeah yeah. you know like stuff that we actually need to apply I don't need to know algebra like there's certain things like geography I wish I listened more I'm not gonna lie because I would love to know more about the world but you can just google it now you got it you know what I'm saying like um back then okay you can google just you know everything whatever but Geography could be learned at any no, time. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's Duh. good. Yeah. Um, I love that. Okay, so I sorry I didn't really I didn't put that together at first. Yeah, so you so were I'm doing glad. that during high school. It's amazing. And then so and then what what made you move out? So. <laughs> or you don't have to get into it, but it sounds no, like your parents were like a dream. No, my parents. Well, yeah, yes, but there's always you know there's a dark there's side always, to all of there us, is, right? There is. You're right. No, there, there, there's a, there's a price. You know, sometimes you don't realize you're making yeah. soul contracts with people. You're you know? exactly. It's like, hey, I let you do this. Now you owe me your soul. No, yeah, no. <laughs> there are people out there that expect no, that. And back. listen, parents are amazing, but everybody has some issues because of. We all have issues because of our childhood, because yeah. our parents have had issues in their childhood, yep. because parents who taught our parents taught their parents and taught their, and guess what? Without even knowing, we're, they, they like, it, I can, anyway. Yeah, I'm it's, not a cycle. Gonna, it's a cycle, it's a cycle. Yeah, and so what ends up happening is, you know, they make mistakes too, right? And don't realize that they're letting you do stuff, but now it's like you, oh, like you, now you, you're just. They assume that now you have to you, sacrifice yeah. another part of yourself because you made a choice for yourself. And that, to me, is not really the way we love, personally. But um, I do love them. They love me. I know that. But back then, like, see, now, that's what I'm saying. Now yeah, I get now. it. Exactly. Right now I get it. And, like, I, grow up I was like, oh, my gosh, I understand. Yes. Like, their position, too, right? Because it was, like, my perspective is what I was looking was at. And year old, at it. And, yes. Yeah. And, um... I kind of stood up to to them, and it was it was something that didn't have to be so big. But my parents tested me and packed my bags. <laughs> oh, to, to to say kind of like, oh, it's this or this. Like, yeah, like you if you're gonna live in that? this house, yeah. then like you're gonna follow these rules. And I had worked a twelve hour shift that day, like a GNC. Like I would go from Sherway to Woodbine and close Woodbine, and, and I was like, you guys packed my bags, like. And I was so hurt by it. And literally my dad stood in front of me and I was just like, you know what? Okay, so I'll leave. And I went to my brother's. Like, it wasn't like I was going to a stranger's place, but my dad was like, oh, you're going to be, no, you know, because he has a temper. So he's all mm-hmm. fancy, mm-hmm. But he was like, you know, you're going to be on the street and this and that. And I said, you know, give yourself some credit, dad. You'd ra- you raised me pretty well. Hey. And literally, like, 
I love them to pieces now. Like I was yeah. literally like, it's not that there's any, but sometimes things have to happen yep. in life for, um, even between family. Like we don't choose like, well, that actually, I can argue that too. Cause in the five dimension, we do choose where yeah. we're yeah. incarnated. <laughs> I'm like, we don't choose who, what we do. But yes, but, but on, in the three D we do on the level that. that we are taught in like basic society. Yes. Like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You don't choose your blood. Exactly. So I, so I ended up, you know, kind of taking the challenge and I left and I didn't look back. So they, so you called their bluff and I bet you, were they expecting you to be like, no. And like, yeah. they didn't like, yeah, they didn't think that you'd For actually sure. leave and you're like, all right. See yeah. Ya. And I think, you know, that's ballsy I think though. What her, Are you kidding yeah. me? At 16? And like, I kind of expected it from my father to pull those things, but I think what hurt me the most is my mom. Yeah. You know, but again, in her defense, She's a human being. My dad's a human being. I'm yeah. a human being. You know, sometimes we and we do things because we think that that's what's going to get the best reaction. And yeah. sometimes you learn the hard way. But that was a lesson for me and them. That was also meant to happen. And that was actually a f- destiny that I created. If I didn't... So the way I see it, so the way we manifest is we... I had a dream. I've always imagined it. When I would lay in bed at age of seven, eight, nine... Girl, I would imagine some things that... It was like a movie in my head. I would picture me being on stage. I would picture winning an award. Or I would picture the way I wanted even just to look as an adult and how, how to be and how to present myself. And all those things to manifest. I didn't even realize I'm manifesting. But what happens is life lines us up with those. With with uh, It's like, okay, this is your, what you want to be. doesn't mean it's going to be an easy road, but I'll get you there. Yeah. And so my dream was always to be independent and like, oh, I can't wait to break, you know, be kind of on my own. Well, guess what? I had the opportunity to do it. Yes, it didn't look favorable. It it came through conflict. But at the end, I got to where I wanted. Still what you manifested. And so it was one of those things where that's what got me through it. I was just like, I actually am creating my own. So that's why I never held resentment. I always kind of went, you know, it's good to how everything happened because I wouldn't be here right now if it had not. Mm-hmm. But, you know. For you to be able to recognize, especially at 16, that you, like, essentially created that reality for yourself and mm-hmm. actually found a peace with it is, like, yeah. incredibly profound and, like, you should be very, very proud of yourself because there are people in their 80s that still don't understand that right. they're just not victims of their circumstances everywhere right. they turn. They create everything. For sure. And uh, it's funny. I always kind of, um, like, I think people are always feeling out with each other. Like, yes. do you believe in that? Do you believe in that? Because it's almost like a little yeah. underground, like, way of thinking. <laughs> totally. But it's so, like, I almost, like, have an issue with that too because I, I've had arguments with people about that many times where yeah. we're, we're just debating, like, whether or not you do create it. And I'm like, we are basically arguing gravity right now like whether or not gravity exists whether you like it or dislike it or have seen it or have not seen it it is a real fact that we are on this earth because of gravity there's no like there's no denying that i mean maybe if scientists are lying to us maybe but like from what we know that that is guaranteed we are living because we breathe oxygen it's the same thing it's no different we're all made up of energy exactly like go touch an antenna that's not working and you'll get recessive yeah you can charge a dead battery with holding it with your two fingers like like this and put and it all have exactly so for people to not realize that of course we can manifest anything with our minds is like just almost silly in a way like of course we can if we tap into ourselves we can have literally all the anything anything anything. yeah and so people look outside of themselves to get those things but that's why i like to tell you even 
I think the reason why I'm at this point is not because I've spent the most hours even doing what I love to do in the craft because I didn't have the opportunity a lot of the time when I was on my own because I was away from home now for 11 years and I never talked to my parents for that long. Okay, hold on. We need to go back to that, but finish your sentence. Yeah, but you know, it is the power that I put in my mind and the internal work I was doing all along. So I was manifesting even when I wasn't at the studio recording because I was looking for the next studio and I was trying to make money so I can afford to pay and I was going from place to place that I was like... So I think that's where maybe... I feel the whole thing about not working hard is about working smart comes mm-hmm. from, right? It's not because it, everything takes work, yeah. but it's not always physical work. It's also internal work. Yeah. A lot of times we think that, you know, like you have to put some action behind things, but everything starts in the mind, Yeah. you know, and like, oh, we can go yeah, on for forever. I know I we need to do another podcast <laughs> on so this topic. Talk- I know yes. that we can talk for hours. Um, okay, so let's bring it back uh, to where we were. So you're 16, you call your parents bluff, you move into your brother's house, and you're working full-time at GNC while co- um, cohesively getting your like high school diploma, I guess I would call it, right? Or did you get like, yes. a GED or something? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, so then what happened now? Like now are, like, you're at your brother's and you're like, what the hell do I do now? Or like what happened? Were you excited, scared, nervous? No, so at the time when I was uh, living, staying with my brother, I was, you know, seeing someone like I had a friend or whatever. And this was kind of what the ultimatum was about with my parents. So oh, okay. it was a friend. Okay. Um, and. Or, or, or was it a friend or was it a friend? <laughs> it was a, it was, um, it was a friend that they insisted would be more because in the, in the, in my religion and culture, you're not supposed to just have a yes, male friend. You're just supposed to have, so yes. it's like, you can't casually date a, a guy. I was put in a position where really no 16 year old should be put in, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like so deep and personal and like it's um it was again like at the time it would it's what seemed would have felt to someone looking from the outside in as like a in a way like an unfortunate tragic scenario but the control I had over it what I did with it and flipped it really became in my benefit that I never looked at myself as a victim of it I looked at myself as the creator of it even though it was like you know literally like between my brother's place and this friend's place I was sneaking in and out of the friend's place because you know his mom didn't know I was staying there sometimes and I would come through the window I'd have to oh girl like oh my god for two years wow (laughs) two years and but again fun experience like when I think about it now I'm like that was really kind of fun that's fun and at at 16 that is fun (laughs) and it's exciting and it's new and you've never experienced before you have the energy to climb in and out of window exactly now never you're not your 20s being like okay what the hell what am I gonna I'm parking in the driveway I'm coming in I'm done yes but um back then it was it was interesting and I was like okay um but yeah I was working full-time I was in um no, you go ahead. Ask me something. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. No, I, I, I'm, I'm down for your story. That's, what, that's like, what I want to hear. Really so yeah, you're, you're 16. You, you moved with your parents, and so then you basically let me know that uh, like your parents they want you out, kind of thing. Uh, with now you have like a friend that's been uh, involved in the mix. So now you're like kind of staying there, staying at your brother's, and you have not talked to your parents. Like, right. So you said you hadn't talked to your parents for 11 years. Okay, let, bring me to where you finished school. Oh, yeah. So, finished school. So, again, when I stayed with, uh, you know, my brother and a friend, and then my sister came from Australia. She had went there to visit for uh, for a little bit and then ended up staying for five years with my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and so, when she came back, I ended up moving in with her. 
Okay. And I stayed with her. Um, and of course, a lot of stuff happened in between, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, of course. And, um, was she like um, sort of on your side oh, when yeah, you came? She's totally okay, cool. she, yeah, okay, she's awesome. And so um, I stayed with her. She had gotten married there and like had a baby in Australia. And so, you know, I stayed with them. And it was back in, on Lake Shore in Etobicoke again, so not far uh, from my parents, but I still was not in, in their house. Their, right? Yes, exactly. And, yeah, everything was cool. I started working at, you know, Bally Total Fitness back then, like, at the, at the gym, doing sales. And um, that's when I, you know, was going out and, like, just having, kind of living my life, having fun. Um, and also going to, like, um, any events that are happening for music, like auditions and stuff like that. Like, I was always scouting music and I was still... Um, trying to find spaces for me to record or do something like that I was still writing poetry like I never stopped writing or or you know doing anything artistic because for me that was my therapy that was my outlet like even when I was living with my brothers when I was you know uh even going through everything with my parents like that didn't stop I, to me right. that was like my outlet you're constant yes yes nice. okay so then you're uh doing all that and then what tell me about your first interaction with like what you would consider to be sort of like a breakthrough in music like was it like did you do an album did you do a song did you do a performance yes so my first you know I'm trying to think there's been a lot of there's been a, many performances the one that really stands out to me and there's a, a real reason for it but Nathan Phillips Square at the arts um festival summer arts festival um but that was like 2011 okay. so um before that I started recording with a group of guys that I actually ran into um at a club that I went to school with uh, at Redmond and you know they knew me from the area from Lakeshore and I started going to their studio and just recording with them and writing more music and so this was around like even 2009 2010 um before that there was others other places other people but the i would start music and then it would just kind of get left off like it was no one at that time was really like taking it too serious it was like basement studios mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with them yeah of course they give you the ex- like experience but but you want to grow from there at some point yeah and, and as much as i still had like i knew that i was like you know, if I was just in the right hands, if I just met the right people and all that kind of stuff, it would be great. And I knew the search wasn't going to end and I, I believed, but I wasn't running into those um, those um, opportunities, yeah. you could call it, right? And also, again, going back to manifesting and like creating our own destiny, I would not, I feel, have the type of music that I have now and the lyrics and the content had I not waited this long to have all the experiences that I've been yeah. through to be able to infuse my music in them because I'm I don't want just any message I don't to tell you the, the truth I don't want to just be a singer yeah. or or um, not that there's anything wrong with that but like I it's not just about singing and dancing and moving I want to uh, still use it as a as a as an outlet for my feelings I still want to touch people in a certain way and it's not that it's because it's like downer music or sad music yeah. even the uplifting ones it's based on fantasy and kind of like going to another re- you know like part of yourself you yeah know, like you want to be the vehicle and the gas yeah like there's no the way vehicle. these songs would have existed before and I really feel and, and I did make music before but the music yeah. was R&B so I wrote strictly um. R&B like that was really where my mind would go to and not just like it was old school R&B, like 90s R&B, you know My what I mean? My favorite, the best you know kind of R&B, the best Like, kind. oh girl, like Aaliyah and Monica oh and Brandy. God. Like, you know, like I loved Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. Yeah, and yeah. Michael Jackson and like Janet Jackson. 
and Paul Abdul, like, yeah, like just let's go to a certain vibe, right? So I always seem to my writing style and my singing would always be influenced by old school and and the R and B songs that I did record, which I actually love and like I have them you know at home, but they're not out. I didn't release anything. Oh my god, you! Should. I did not. I know, why? and you know what? But I'm I'm actually kind of glad I didn't. Here's okay. why, because now for the last two years so two and a half years ago is when I we started developing my new sound this okay. is now the album okay and if you compare like the older style and sound um, into the one now that I'm writing and co-creating with my producer so we, we've written co- co-written the album okay where the other ones I had written on my own you can see the influence like I love his vibe but it's a it's a vibe that I always knew I wanted I didn't know how to create on my own mm. and it's like it took that someone to ignite that plus experience plus owning my feminine and sexuality in a way that I didn't when I was younger that I am happy to break out at a time where I can the message would be in line with who I really am at the core who I have like I I like that it's happening now and not before and I realized that that's really why I was blocking the energy in myself blocked my opportunity blocked me it wasn't time you know? I couldn't relate more. It's yeah. so true because exactly like you and what you said, like even where society is too, yes. and like exactly what you said, like supporting women and all of that. Everything. Like exactly, if there's you're, no better time. There's no better time. Yes. There really is not. And yeah. a little bit earlier, exactly, you may have gone down the wrong path, or you may have like peaked too quickly, or yeah. something along those lines. And 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 you know, it, there is some truth to like yes, you can reinvent yourself or come back, even if you've come out and it wasn't the strongest way of doing it. Yeah. But how how much better is it when you know? Because first impressions are a lot, and like what you put out there, you know, uh, there's times where I'm just like, thank God there wasn't uh, Instagram back when I was in high school. Same. Like, I, I was that going every through day. my when I was going through my ugly phase, oh, like, like thank you know, God. and like your crazy partying phase <laughs> and stuff like that. that. I would literally, I'm right? so thankful, and that's why, like, even now when I see like young people, like certain things they post, and people talk, and I'm like. I probably would have made those same mistakes. Like, you know what I mean? It is so much uh, pressure too. Yeah. But we have, like, I feel like our generation is really blessed in the sense that if we're doing stuff now, it's the time where we now know what we've made those mistakes. Mm -hmm. We know what we want, what we don't want. We know, and and that works to, in my my advantage. In all of our And I absolutely love it. So it's one of those things where, okay yeah Let's, no no you're, you're, I could talk for days I know I love it I love it because I love what you're saying it's so relatable and it's very you're wording it very well you're explaining yourself very well because I think a lot of people have felt how you feel and have probably also subconsciously blocked some yes. of their successes and you just like kind of looped it all back very very yeah. concisely which is great um so yeah, I want to just touch base on, okay, so I'm going to like, not fast forward, but almost like just, uh, so our timeline, so okay, so you're, you know, bouncing around, you're like working, you're you're making music always, still going through ex- important experiences, yeah. and then the last two and a half years you've been co-writing um, this album, and the other thing is like, it's, it's so magical what happens when you do start working together with people, and I think a very interesting thing about you is, especially because you've been on your own since you were 16, yeah. I get the feeling that you are probably, because I'm this way too, uh, I get the feeling that you were probably somebody that was like, I'll just figure it out on my own. Because you get so yes. self-reliant and I'm that, that way too. And then you almost learn or you almost forget like actually how to and that you can ask for help. And it doesn't co-create make you... And exactly. Okay. And co-create. Exactly. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Yes. And then so you recently went to... I want to hear about your single now too. You recently went yeah. to uh, Jamaica, right? 
I did, yes. Jamaica, oh my, first time. So for me, it was like first time, you know, working on my music video, first time music doing a music video ever, uh, going to Jamaica for the first time, traveling. I hadn't traveled in over 10 years. Uh, so that it was so exciting. And of course, Beanie Man is the feature on Runaway. And like, even how that came about, it was very like unexpected because the song got sent to him and he like recorded something on it, sent it back. My producer's like, I'm out, come to the studio, like, you gotta hear something. And I go, and I'm like, this is insane. This Man? <laughs> yes, I'm like, what, Simsima? Like, this is crazy. Literally, I know. <laughs> I'm like, this is, like, how, you know? So, um, it kind of happened quick, and it was April 15th. So you didn't when... know that that was even how, so who sent it to so him? So the thing is, I knew, like, my, there was this, uh, cat, uh, you know, Wayne South, the catalyst, like they, you know, my producer, they call him, he's in Jamaica and, you know, he knows him and G Vine, my producer talks about my project and like about me quite a bit, like in terms of like what he's working on and what we're about to release. And so he was telling him about me and, um, we met through like FaceTime, like, oh, hi, you know, da, 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 this you and Beanie Man. No, me oh, and the, his well, Beanie Man as well. But before. Uh, this was after he had recorded the, oh, okay. the thing and I was like oh hey like you know so that was nice but so when he met me uh, he said you know what I like your music I'm gonna try to do uh, just give me I'm gonna try to do something here you know what I mean so I you know like I wanna let someone hear it so I I, I was like oh thank you so much like like I appreciate the support and you know and that was it I was at the studio we were, record, we were vibing and recording new material too right we're always recording new material so Amazing. Um, it was a shock to me, but in a way I knew something was coming. See, I have to tell you, nothing is a shock to me anymore. Yeah. And because I'm manifesting, I'm not even joking, like stuff that comes into my mind. You're like expecting it almost. A hundred percent. I'm not even surprised. And it's not even because I'm like, oh, I know I'm that good. It's really not. It's that I've been studying the power of our mind and our spirit and what we actually have in, in us. Yeah. The 5D and the 3D. It's just brilliant. Um, I listen to Teal Swan, by the way. She's the most incredible spiritual teacher. Like, she's just, you know, and um, a lot of stuff that I used to always question and think, it's like she touches on. And so for me, I'm just like someone who can explain Gives it you in a way I didn't know how to explain it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm kind of sidetracking. But um, so I uh, so I was, I was um, still overwhelmed and excited, but I was like... But okay. I knew this was coming. And that is why I didn't hesitate to say, okay, let's go do the video on April 13th. Let's do it. Let's like, do, we're going to yeah. go. And, and, like, I'm an independent artist, so I had to cover fees. Like, it's me right. who pay. Like, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Like, that. have you ever had, have you had any labels approach you at all? No, because I've never approached labels. No one knows right. about Amel. Now, okay, there will start. Now, like, you know, now that there's management, hopefully, you know, I'm... Then slowly but surely this is the time now for an yeah. agent to step in and I'm looking you know we're talking to some people and um, and so that's exciting because you know before the release we want to have a you have to have a game plan it's yeah. hard again I'm an independent artist do I want to be signed when I was younger I was like oh I want to be with Universal I want to yeah. be with Sony and not that listen amazing but I don't mind being independent artists because in today's times, especially, there are so many ways to be oh, able God, to fund yeah. your music. And, you know, being independent means I like to have creative uh, con- creative control. Yeah. 
even if I'm splitting that control like I am now, like, you know, where I work, uh, I record, I'm an in-house artist with PHS Entertainment. So I'm not signed, I'm an independent artist, but I record solely with them. So this album's all with them. And, um, but I am a free agent, basically. Yeah, right? But yeah. um, if an opportunity came along, I would absolutely look at it. But I'm not, um, I'm okay either way, kind of thing. Yeah. But it, of course, investments, uh, like, um, it would be nice to have investors, of course, on board and stuff like that, because that would just allow me to b- do things on a bigger scale quicker maybe yeah you know I think now too the the verbiage like is changing and like being signed doesn't mean what it did no. 20 years ago because it really doesn't matter you money is great yeah. but that can come in the form of Spotify Girl. or like an investor or 100%. you know and you know what they don't even look at you now unless you have like a million followers exactly. I'm telling you if you don't have a fan base like even my fan base like my my followers on Instagram that's not even enough for them to look at me as anything serious like there's someone else like oh my gosh you have what like 22 that's a lot to, to them it really from what I've been told anyways I thought it might be a, a something they don't even think that's a lot like that's yeah, not really insane. a whole lot of anything and it's just like that's the only time you feel like it's a popularity contest and it kind of yeah. makes you feel like you're back in high school but again I'm like how do we take this in because there's also pros to being yeah. online right uh, pros and cons everything in life but um so and fast forward we went to Jamaica the experience was amazing the video so much fun and you got to do it with Beanie Man and you <laughs> yes. guys were like vibing together oh and my god girl. that is so and fun and you know what I can't wait for everyone to see the video now it's still in the process of being you know edited they sent the footage here to Toronto um on edit like untouched so it's being worked on you know cause everything has to be put in together um still but there's also another surprise that we're doing so it's a behind the scenes of the Jamaica trip oh beautiful so that's that's gonna be releasing just before the video releases you know and when's the video supposed to release so or is it song first then video then so the 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 song and the the video will release the same time um to my knowledge potentially might that plan could change um but time frame wise I really can't give an exact day because right now, until we have an you know a, a time frame in place, I don't want to just throw yeah, out any day. But I'll tell you, year? I'll tell yes, okay. yeah, I'll tell you like yes. There's something about 2020 though. I'm like, oh my god, I just keep seeing 2020, and really? I think there's something. But it, it could still be within, within 2019, um, you know. But there's no set day yet. Like there's no yeah. set set so thing. soon soon so but it should it could be within the next month or two okay um but it could take a little longer uh, depending on what you know the agent manage, manager yeah, yeah. is going to no say. pressure I didn't want to be like date and time right now I was just wondering yes. like just so people it's can, can keep uh, it, their ha- eyes open yeah for girl it. I I so I I thought it was gonna happen before Carabana and that was really the plan but you know when you're working with anybody else and you're not doing everything yourself yeah. which you can't you don't know what they're gonna do and not do you're on other people's schedules yeah. yeah and um that's why i need an agent manager because i can't do that i'm i'm the artist i want to do artistic i want to show up to rehearsal i want to work on my vocals i want to write i want to create i i love knowing the business side of it but it would be nice to have someone doing all that stuff i'll show up i'll do the work i'll do i'll put in time the whole day all night but um so i can't wait for that when that happens when hopefully very soon that's going to be in place then things will start getting booked faster and marketing yeah. plan will be in place and and, and again budget and all that the yeah. funding perfect but um yeah 
We skipped a, like a huge a big chapter. Part of I know. I, I I was getting so excited. I think that was my fault. So I want to quickly jump back. I just wanted to make sure we would fit everything in. Yeah. Okay. So then go ahead. If you know where we are, you go. You tell us. The reason us. I say this is because why? So after 2011 is really so sorry. And what when... was significant about 2011 again? I forget. No, no, that's okay. Um, so again, a lot of experiences in life that we can't touch on to because there's too much. But um, 2011, I was in a motorcycle accident. Okay. I was on the back of a motorcycle with um, a friend at the time. Next, <laughs> <laughs> they're all just friend. Like, <laughs> Everyone's just a friend. Everyone's and you just say, a friend. Just yeah. a friend. <laughs> um, and so I, uh, you know, an SUV cut us off, and the bike endowed, and I landed face down. Um, here in Toronto. Oh my God. Yeah. Six surgeries later. Holy I shit. I know. The peg went through my right knee. My <gasps> shoulder, my shoulder was, uh, every ligament, shoulder blade was torn. Um, oh fell God. face down. The helmet was like choke. Yeah. Like brain swelling. Like oh I nearly lost my God. Life. Yeah. Um, and at that point I was, I was pursuing music. I was still, you know, trying to take it seriously. And the person I was with at the time who I was in the accident with, um, you know, I don't, the support wasn't there a whole lot you know certain people yeah. in your life don't understand your dream right yeah. and so for me I feel like this is where growth came because I always tailored because I want to make people happy right mm-hmm. and you know don't want to disappoint anyone and uh, as well and so but not just that is that I, I also love love and I believe that um human interaction and companionship is so important in our life and anyone who says the word need is not good no we we need each other we're a part of a soul collective and and so for me when I had a boyfriend a part you know like someone I always took into consideration their comfort level and also um I I wanted to always balance both worlds Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't want to not have someone on my journey and yeah. I enjoyed having that, but I also wanted music. And so at that time I was still kind of, you know, pursuing music, but I was holding back. I wasn't allowing, cause I, I didn't feel like I can, you know, open myself up like that. The accent happened. Boom. Changed everything. Wow. Everything because... I literally almost lost my life. And it's not even just that moment. There's been other moments. I've ha- I've been in other accidents in my past, and they were actually pretty serious, too. Jesus, but, girl. But that one was something that was very life-changing. I've never been on a motorcycle. I was like a rag doll. Like, literally, you're on the outside, and yeah. I've never had surgeries from accidents, like, and to this magnitude. And I was off work, and... Um, you know, at one point, I my vision was very blurry because I had some brain swelling. Like, it was, I didn't know, just, I, I didn't feel good. You know, you go through, dep- you suffer from depression, right? And um, I started to really be, like, not the word selfish, maybe that's not the right word, but I started to really look at my life in a different way. And I loved myself more than ever. Like prioritize Because yourself. the person who spoke to me when I was on the ground face down was myself in my head telling me to breathe slowly. You're okay. Look, you can you can hear me right now. Like literally. I don't want to get emotional. You can if you need to. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. That's, that's such an unbelievable experience. Uh, I, are you okay? Yeah. We can skip if you want. No, oh, it's okay. Um, so there's a certain commitment you make to yourself if you want if you want to stop we can 
Okay, I'm gonna pull it together. Whew. All right. This is amazing. I don't talk about it too often, you know what I mean? But I do, yeah. like, it's just, when, when you say it in detail, when I hear it out loud, I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? But it's a beautiful thing. Like, I'm not even sad about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I can see that yeah. in your your reaction. Like, you're not, like, it's so amazing it's that like you came out of it. It's like I found myself. Yeah. Yes. And I thought I knew how, it's like I proved to myself that I can be that strong and that um, I have to put me first, you know? And I started to write the might you know even want to write even more um and then that person i was in a motorcycle accident with left me so at that time during your healing process yes so at that yes and and that was a again a blessing too like no hard feelings like it's it's all good like you know but at the time it was of course like you you're you feel hurt right you feel abandoned right but um and sorry are your parents in your life at this point no okay yes my mom actually came to the hospital okay because i yes well i ended up calling her because i didn't know they thought i was gonna have internal bleeding i didn't know if i was going to what my what was gonna happen to me you know what i mean yeah so while i was in the hospital um so she came and you know it was like just her my dad was in there I uh, didn't come with her, but... And sorry, was that the first time you had seen or talked to your mom in, like, X amount of years? No, I okay. think... I feel like... I'm trying to think. Something to do with my sister. Like, I think she saw me. I okay. know she's... I saw her, but it wasn't, like, we weren't close. Genuine. It was, like, a yeah. passing by. And it was maybe within that year. Okay. So... Wow, she sorry. Came, okay, can, No, yeah. that's okay. And, um... But... So, that's, that's around the time where I really started a relationship with my parents again. Oh, and nice. I... I just kind of started to realize that... But I, I looked at that accident, and I say this all the time, I actually, to feel like the way I felt and still be alive and, like, have pretty much, you know, be able to, like, walk and, you know, do all the things, like, is is a blessing. And I don't look at it as ever. And again, I know some people might be like, really, you create, I created that accident. I created that accident. I, I actually know I created it because I, there's certain fantasies we have in our head about being a hero, about being our own hero. Mm-hmm. And it's like the universe wanted to prove that I am. Mm-hmm. And it so created it. And it's like you needed but that it, in order to but move forward. As I you. said, yeah. it how you get there. Yeah. You might not get there in the prettiest way, mm-hmm. but I got there. And I was not meant to make it in music anytime before this accident. Yeah. I actually saw myself flying off the bike before it happened. It was Victoria Day. We missed the fireworks. I had the visor up. I never got scared on the back of a motorcycle. That night, I pictured myself flying off. Just out of a random daydream? Or no, like, as I'm on the bike, I started just, picturing it. And I was like, I, I got nervous. Like I had, So I put the visor down. And actually, that, shut that day, I was going to wear short shorts and like a tank top with whatever. And, and thank God for my, my ex was like, no, you're not getting on the motorcycle like that. If he had not told me to change, <laughs> I would have been in worse condition. So I hold think, on. Do you think I, that was a safety thing, or was he just like you're not wearing short shorts on a bike? Oh, I, I never, <laughs> just, just curious. Never, you know just what? Curious. Good question. <laughs> or was it like that's unsafe? You should wear pants. I, you know, it could be the other one too. Now that I think about it, had to so ask. Funny. No, regardless, though, I love, though, see, I love good... your mind. You think about the both sides. Are you a Gemini? No, okay. I'm not. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so. Um, so you you pictured I yourself, pictured it, yeah. And I closed the visor, wow. and not even thirty seconds later, I saw it happening in front of me because it was so fast, and it was just like the brake lock, and I just was tossed. But 
the visor was closed the visor was shredded if i had not oh god the amount of asphalt that went in my knee they had to do two major surgeries that night because they're like if the asphalt goes into your bloodstream we're in a lot of trouble they did two major surgeries that night on my knee and and um a minor like to close it and everything else while i was awake that one and the peg went through my knee but guess this it missed every bone like it didn't break anything oh my god went r- clean boom but it was like a how like but it, it was like, like this in, is yeah. the you could see the actual scar here oh, right? wow. but and like my you know a lot of other things but what i'm saying is like that visor but again I, it was like i i saw it but i really do believe our garden angels are with us but yeah. not that you know not that i wanted to get hurt but yeah it was a part of my life's journey right I had to see that um good or bad you know and so here we are now but in between that I reached out I started to be more of a you know go-getter in the sense of like I reached out to Masari on Instagram he responded back I reached out to Shaw he's the one who invited me to PHS two and a half years ago and I met the guys I started to be more like hey you know what let me utilize social media let me I gained just this this strength right and this confidence and I was like you survived literally death you can handle a yes or a no on instagram (laughs) you're you're gonna be okay (laughs) yeah and at that time actually i was selling cars for audi so i was i've been selling cars like that was my main thing that like career-wise yeah is in car sales but i was uh, working at audi and like so life changed a lot when i had to stay home and like i you know i went back to work uh after i healed and then i had two more surgeries still left uh two and a half years ago around the same time that i started doing this album and so i had to stay home a little bit again um and it was another shoulder surgery which again i'm, I'm like on the same left shoulder right and so but it it just ignited every time you know all this experience ignited more and more for me to just kind of like you know and it's not just the accident it's also you know maturing and and you realize things too but like it it was kind of like I got a fresh start like it was like okay you want like your life is gonna start now boom Mm -hmm. and it's like you get up and you're like clean yes you know what I'm saying even though of course we still have our past as a part of us but it's like that's what ignited so much uh, incredibleness too yeah there's some you know things that come from that too I you know have to deal with some chronic pain you know what I mean like neck pain and certain things like it's just um it's but would I would I trade that in for what I have learned Mm -hmm. absolutely not and like life experience yeah absolutely not like I I just feel like um and that's really what I feel like uh, if I was gonna say anything to someone like you know younger now or whatnot is like no matter how um big the obstacle seems you control it Mm -hmm. you control it your mind is so powerful but you know you have to connect your heart with it too you can't just be all in your head you got to feel it with desire and heart and and really like you know go like what helped me a lot is uh throughout my years i actually always spoke to the little child me that's amazing that you do that too because I can tell that obviously you study all this because they actually even in therapy in traditional therapy they say like hug your little self because you're just a little child like who like you can't beat yourself up for decisions you made or things that you know what I mean like you don't know at that at that age sorry that's amazing no I totally even in the you know to say like uh, just to sit there and picture you, you know you holding yourself and just saying like you're you're good it's okay yeah yeah. like it's okay like you you know we got this like and it's 
yeah it's just so crazy and so now here we are and um yeah. the other thing too about um you know going through a lot and doing it younger too because over the course of like a 90 year life like mm-hmm. you're probably you've probably gone through some shit right. <laughs> but especially when like larger things like life-changing things happen to you in your early years yes. uh don't you like tell me if you agree you almost feel a little bit invincible and it's almost like because I've had like everyone's had shit happen I've, yes, I've gone through course. some things and afterwards I found myself almost being like bring it on like not yes. that I'm ever like w- welcoming negative things but it's like oh this pff, this yeah. pff, like, because you've been through it you don't give you know. a shit exactly. you've been through like and it's like the more you go through it's like becomes easy easy yes. easy 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 and again I never like I'm wishing great things for everyone including myself sure. and everything but like it's just like it's almost it's almost great if you just like swallow it whole and like use it take all the great things out of it that you can yes. learn kick away the rest and then for just sure. keep going and a big thing that helped me is going into the pain versus running away from it. Yeah. I think it, emo, whether emotional or... And I wasn't always... I didn't always how know how to do, do that. that. How, yeah, how so, do you do it? So like in my past, before, it was so hard. I would I would basically try to... Because laws of, you know, law of attraction, whatever we think, whatever we focus on, manif- you know, yes, but there's another part to that. Meaning if we think of something that is negative about ourselves or and if we just try to put it under the rug no 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 I'm not supposed to think that that positive 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 yeah well what happens is your subconscious mind knows something different yeah and so it's in conflict with your conscious mind and as long as it's in conflict you're basically fragmenting you're disassociating with that part of you basically shaming it you're not allowed to think that way instead of acknowledging it saying you know what I'm hurt yeah you know or or I'm not I don't feel great, you know, and feeling what that feels like, going into the body, feeling where that hurts and being sad, even crying or like allowing that emotion to sit with that pain instead of distracting yourself. As soon as we take our mind off the, uh, we stop, we stop focusing on the thoughts, right? Because we're the observer of our thoughts. There's our, you know, eternal, paternal self. And we focus on where it actually hurts us, where we're feeling it. Even a good feeling. See, the body, our mind, our subconscious doesn't know the difference between... Good and bad. Good and bad. It just knows it's excited. Only thinking makes it so. Yeah. Like, to it, like, it doesn't know you're excited, whether it's excitement from something good. That's why, like, fear of, you know, uh, 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 fear of success even, right? Because it's exciting, but the mind doesn't realize it's good. It's not a bad thing. You don't yeah. have to worry. It's up to us, you know, being the observer of our thoughts to now bring it into the physical body. Like feel those things out. Go into it and go, okay, what is, okay, for example, this is what I started doing. And this is more recently, maybe in the last more year, you know, is, is um, okay, this is not, let's say, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to a party. Okay, why would don't I want to go to a party? Because I don't want to stand out. Okay, this is not me. Yeah, you're just giving an example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't I want to? Uh, what would be bad about standing out? Well, then people will notice me. Well, what's so bad about people noticing you? Um, people might judge me. Well, what's bad about being judged? They might not like. The, it might be a bad judgment. Okay, what what would be so bad about having a bad judgment? Someone judging you badly. Well, that means that they don't like me. Okay, and why would that be a bad thing if they don't like me? Because so what I'm saying. So you just layer, 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 layer. Question, question layer. every answer because the real thing is not that I'm a af- not that I don't want to go to the party. It's that I'm afraid of not being included. 
Yes. For example. And so addressing what, so where does that stem from? Go back. Okay. Oh, I remember in grade eight in the cafeteria, that's where it started. I used to walk down the cafeteria and people would start looking at me and saying stuff that I couldn't hear and they would laugh and I felt uncomfortable. And so I would leave and I would eat by myself and I felt excluded. And actually this is real stories. (laughs) This is now actually real stories of my childhood. But the thing is, is a lot of us children have gone through that. But when you're going through it in your child, it's the biggest thing in your life. Ever. Yeah. You know, now I look back and I'm like, okay, I was a little a girl. Yeah. But back then I was eating under the stairwell or in the washroom stall, literally, because I felt so alone. But the thing is, is I can almost hear people's thoughts, which is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Life of an empath. Um, but the thing, girl. <laughs> I'm Mary Twain. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> girl, you and I, I <laughs> This is awesome. Yeah. Like, really, it's just... Oh, and then there's the other question: Do I am I manifesting everything that yeah, happens to me, yeah, or that, am I is it a premonition, or yeah. am I predicting it, or are you just like perceiving what's reality, or like yeah, am I really re- reading their thoughts, or am I creating the thoughts, thoughts they have yeah. because I am living in fear? So, so how do you questions. yeah, so how do you like ground yourself? So hold on, I want to just take you back quick because <laughs> so layer, 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 you're questioning, and then like, is there a solidifying action that you do to be like, okay, I'm moving on from this now, or like, yeah, because at some point, I don't want to say that like you have to uh like shove the thoughts away because I do agree that otherwise then you're not gonna be aligned but at some point when do you say okay I am done with this feeling and now I'm gonna move forward or like I accept this about myself and I'm like what is your action for that so there's certain things in life of course we can't stay away from like if I had to perform on stage if I didn't feel like going because I'm not comfortable being with around a lot of people for those for this this and that reason I still have to go it doesn't matter it's like well too bad Mel put your big girl panties on and go right yeah so, so but the way I get through those uh, those scenarios where uh, we're talking about like when you get into that mood how do you pull yourself uh, out of it right and and uh, but still identify that it's there so for me it's like acknowledging where it comes from uh, allows us uh, uh, myself anyway I should speak but really as a you know, as human a collective, race. as human yeah. race, allows us to, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're validating our subconscious. We are not shaming. We are in agreeance. We are lining up with the other part of ourselves that is screaming. So it's like, okay, I don't, I'm, there's a part of, there's so many fragments in, our, in us, right? For example, when we were younger, don't cry. It's not good. Don't, don't do this in public. Don't. So you start to say, okay, this is not good. Cause if I do this, I'm going to make them mad or they're not going to love me. So you actually start to turn against yourself, parts of yourself. And so what ends up happening, we end up attracting and seeing those same scenarios come back into our life to test us because our soul's purpose is to come back as whole so that's why things that we run away from what we resist persist so if I'm having this fear of going into a party because I don't want to get left out and blah 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 and then I identify where it stems from oh it stems from childhood I remember those days even if it's hard it's emotional go into it and go okay does it mean that you tell yourself you have to heal no because when we tell ourselves I know it's kind of interesting because if we tell ourselves we have to heal then that's telling ourselves we have there's a problem with ourselves Mm -hmm. and so we don't want to necessarily do that we want to allow ourselves to choose that path based on acknowledging it and doing the shadow work by going back and addressing that moment in time where you go what happened did I die from that day Mm -hmm. where am I today how did that really affect me you know is it time to let that go holding yourself or sitting beside yourself in the cafeteria be the your own friend Mm -hmm. and say what happened there's nothing wrong you chose that outcome 
mm-hmm. you created that moment so why are you so scared for example and how you get out of that is if there's a time where i've done that and i am still not comfortable going somewhere i do not go yeah i will not then that's a different thing yeah well that's something unless i have to do something and now every person in my life my parents my friends my lovers anybody knows i'm last minute planner unless it's a wedding or it's a major party the reason why and maybe it's maybe it's not the best trait i'm not saying the way i am is great no but there's no right or wrong yeah in anything we do there's only our choices it's perception perspective and perception and based on our uh upbringing everything stems from childhood and you know but the thing is is i don't force myself to do anything that i at the core don't believe in or it doesn't feel right in my values also intuition listening to your intuition trusting sometimes we have to push ourselves outside of our comfort Mm -hmm. zone yes but the reason why a lot of us as children get effed up is because we're taught from a young age to not listen to our intuition because our parents know better yeah now that's not our parents fault either in a weird way because that's how they were taught yeah yeah but what it does to our development is very uh, critical because as we age, as we get older we now have to relearn to listen to, to our intuition. I know. And it's like such a strong natural thing yes. anyway. It's like, oh And God. so the best thing is to ask yourself, what's the worst case scenario? What's if you get to your answer and you're still not wanting to do it, listen to that. Yeah. If you get to your answer and you go, you know what? I should not go. For me. Or yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I know where this comes from. Go for it. Yeah. So it's really, uh, it's just listening to yourself. And there's days where I'm like, you know, I just, I'm not. Like there was times where if I didn't go into work, I wouldn't be like, oh, <laughs> I'm so sick. I'd be like, I'm not in a good headspace. Mm-hmm. I just need a new, I need a day to myself or whatever. Like that's how honest you become because you're like, um, what's the word? Again, what's the worst is that can happen? When you're honest to in life, people are actually taken back by it because they do not expect They're, that. Exactly. Show. So I actually get a great response when I'm honest. Yeah. And it's insane because, and I, I have no problem saying, you know, I I don't mean to offend you or hurt. This is nothing to do. It's, it's me, you know, and maybe I, maybe I'm, maybe it's not the right thing, but again, there's no wrong or right. But yeah. sometimes in the 3D world, you have to let people know that maybe this is not up to your standards, yeah. but this is just what fits into my, because if, if we're not in line with our values, our life path, our soul journey, you know, Things won't you're gonna manifest. Be, and yeah, there's always going to be roadblocks. You're going to be always going to come to the same place. We're always going to be tested in the same way until we address it. it the yeah. reason why a lot of people were all, all of us, even me, for a long time, are even now. It's it's never. We're always evolving. It's I'm never going to under. We're never going to understand everything perfectly. We're always supposed to learn. But it's mm-hmm. a matter of being aware, awareness, being mindful, uh, acknowledging it, and and so you can you know go into it and and before you really. You know, because we block our own manifestations when we run away, we resist, right? Because we are not, again, our soul is trying to teach us that lesson before it moves on mm-hmm. forward. Because we need to know that know before that we before. go to the next step. Yeah. You know, it's... Something that I, because um, I'm a big action person. I want like a physical, I'm, I'm an omen person. I okay. like physical things. Um, and I was searching forever for something like what you're describing. Okay. I was like, I want something that gives myself permission to move forward. And mm-hmm. I actually heard somewhere, um, when you do go through or when you have like an anxiety or like when you have like a bad moment or something in your life, now I'll like think it through. I, I try to like do what you do to like actually feel it. And now out loud to myself, I'll say thank you. Yes. And it's like, thank you for teaching me that lesson. Yes. Like whoever. Because you you're know? aware that you have actually ancient spirit I've, guides. Around yeah. Us, uh, universe, God, like a, a higher yeah. power. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll, so I'll say thank you. And then not that like, okay, now I need to move on. But like, thanks no. for the lesson. And yes. then whatever happens, happens. And usually 
I feel better and I move forward because I've acknowledged that I went through it. I'm grateful. I learned a lesson and now I can continue on to the yeah. next lesson. And, and you start noticing synchronicities, even numbers. Like I, I'm yeah. so aware of numbers. Like I'm, I'm tapping to like astrology. I do a lot of reading, like numerology and like just everything. I like, that's Amazing. all I study every day, like music and like everything else about and spirituality. I'm so fascinated by it, but it's, um, yeah, it's it's insane. There's so much. We can literally talk for a week straight. Yeah. But I'm going to wrap it up, um, unfortunately. But maybe we'll do a part two with Amel, you guys. Um, so, okay, I, I always ask... Um, okay, first I'll ask you about your favorite footwear. What do you oh, have on today? okay. So the Converse All-Star. And um, they're the white with the uh, baby blue laces. Beautiful. Uh, and um, I love these. I'll tell you what. These, the Converse... Are they a wedge? Yeah, well, no, they're not a wedge, but oh. they have, they're the high top. They're the basketball style. They like look the, like they have a wedge in it, them. You know, you, I know what you mean, but you can touch it. You can kind of fill them out. It's like, I don't know what to call it. Oh, they do. They, yeah, but it's There's like, a wedge. it's not, is that what it is? Yeah. Call, but it doesn't feel like I'm higher up than the front. Oh, it doesn't? It doesn't. It's flat. But it has That's a support in the ankle. Oh. Because, so the history on these, so I, I, you know, I've done my research too, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't doubt it. <laughs> So Converse, the reason, okay, so I like Converse, um, you know, I'll tell you, look, any footwear that makes you feel empowered, you know, it do it, right? Like, so for me, I, I'm not always in sneakers and, you know, it just depends on the, the day yeah. and, and whatnot. But the thing is that these ones, the reason I, uh, you know, the Converse I love is, um, oh my goodness, why, um. High, uh, high tops, uh, wedges, ba- uh, oh, a basketball shoe, Chuck Taylor. Apart. Yes. Yes, sorry. So Chuck Taylor. Okay. He was in the NBA. Uh, it was like 1917 that Converse signed him to be their spokesperson, like to basically promote Converse. And he brought Converse to the, uh, to the, all- like the all-star Converse. And he then went on to be um, like the captain of the Air Force. And he brought all the guys in the Air Force were wearing Converse, these Converse, the All Star Converse. And in the, around the 1930s, um, they brought like the black ones as well, the canvas. But this is the all leather ones that I have. And the reason I love this is because I love basketball. I played basketball in high school as well. Mm. So yeah, basketball, you know. But uh, so the fact that it was the first, like Converse was like, like this was the first really introduced like, like high top yeah. yeah exactly which is so I love crazy that crazy because I know. you would never play basketball on them now but it's funny how and how cool is this that I love like the air force like planes like I, I also used to have a fast I still have a fascination with aircraft but for me I was just like I want to be in the air force as a pilot like I as a child like I used to oh. think I used to picture those things too so I, I used to have a few different fantasies but music and arts and dance was like of course number one but there's I think the freedom of playing, like, I don't like, you know, the bad things they would do, but the air show, for example, like, putting on shows <laughs> is great, you know, the the power they have in the sky, just how they move, the the sound, and, you know, like, it, it's just they're so flying. incredible. Like, it's they're just flying, amazing. it's such a, it, it, it's the f- being free, free. okay, yeah. and so for me, the fact that the converse is connected to two things that I really love and I, I, I think is so cool, you know what I mean? Like basketball and the Air Force. Like this is what they wore back. Yeah. World War Two. like this was, these were the shoes they were wearing, like Converse. And then, um, you know, ni- like then the Nike came and they started to, you know, like move in and basically take and a Jordan, chunk of the, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you know, like every, you know, but I think Nike was like the first the one first, right after. Yeah. And um, so the history of it is what I love, but it's just kind of because it's very vintage in a sense. Yeah. Um, and I love something that, you know, 
I, I like vintage. I like something that has a history. I feel like, because that's how I am. I have history. We yeah. all have history, but, you know, so I can relate to it. To Beautiful. It. Yeah, to the brand. <laughs> Beautiful. And um, I always ask people to uh, give our listeners um, one piece of advice to someone who might be walking a similar path to you. I know you've given us, like, literally so much advice. <laughs> oh, but um, if you want to just say, like, w- one line or, like, maybe something, wrap, um, like, okay. wrap up the know, other advice that you've given us, that'd be great. I would say work on your internal self because it doesn't no matter what passion you have if you're putting the action physically towards it it's amazing but always work on your mental space and your heart space so that when you get to that point you are able to um take it to a level that you really are want to take it to what you're capable you know I would I feel like mentally if I wasn't ready for this business it would it could kill me it could swallow me up so and it does yes so I think that not letting obstacles in the way really don't ever even if it feels like you're never going to get to where you want to be just remember you create we create our own reality no matter what obstacles in the way, if we can imagine it, if we can see it, we can actually achieve it. And this is, I know it's cliche, you know, you hear this, it's real legit. And for anyone, you know, the one person that I'm so happy I discovered uh, as a spiritual teacher, like I, I really listened to her, like I said, Teal Swan, like check her out yeah, really, because I really feel like if we have our values in line and we can understand ourselves we are literally unstoppable because we can't control what happens in the world. We can control how we react to it, mm-hmm. how we respond to things. And um, if I had known the things I know now back then, you know, certain things would be different. But then again, if I, if I did, if, if things didn't happen the way they did, would I also be in this position? So never regret, move forward, know that you create your own reality and never, and you know, even if you stop for a bit, doesn't mean it's not going to pick up again. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, so that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved having uh, Amel on today. I had so much fun with you. So uh, you can follow Amel, guys, on Instagram at Amel Music. So it's A-M-E-L-L-E and then music. Uh, and then, of course, you can follow the podcast at Coming Up In My Sneakers. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoyed this episode or past episodes, if you could give me a five-star rating, I would be super grateful and very appreciative. Um, so that's it, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. And don't get caught wearing dirty sneakers. Thank you.